This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another edition of the Dusty Thunder podcast, this time for the first time with Caden Thunder. Welcome, dude. Hi. <laughs> uh, those of you who have watched the live streams and seen some of the videos that Caden has been a part of know that he's just a bundle of excitement. Um, so we've tranquilized him today just to make sure that he stays, you know, controllable in, in some form or fashion. We can't have him destroying um, all this podcast setup with with his levels of excitement. So you feeling all right? I'm uh, pretty excitable. Pretty excitable. He was drinking caffeine a minute ago. He's like, I got to make sure I'm like hyped up. I'm like you on live streams is that you on caffeine he's like yeah okay uh so Gaten has only recently become part of uh part of the show here and part of the content um and one of the things that we we talked about talking about on here was, was how that happened and uh, it was it was a serendipitous kind of series of things that brought Caden into being involved in content he you've been into video for a long time right you yeah so in high school i took multiple video classes i was on like the uh the school news team filming all the football games and stuff like that and kind of like the school news crew doing stuff like that so i've been involved in stuff like this for quite a while but it was never like my my job i worked at uh, bed bath and beyond for four years um until they started to go downhill so i, I got a new job at a uh, sam's club and um that wasn't for me so i am um, when he says it wasn't for him what he really means is that the pressure there if you if you're a sam's club customer you know the pressure there on all of the employees to sell you credit card stuff is like way more intense than you would ever imagine like it is insane the level of pressure to sell people on credit cards there uh, and it kind of seems like they're just okay with a, a crazy level of turnover uh, of people getting burnt out by having to oh, sell man. people credit cards there because I probably, you stuck it out way longer than most people did. I, I started in January. I probably went through at least seven different groups of people. And I completely understand because like it's just exhausting how much you have to push that. And I get it. For some people, maybe it is, is a good thing. But like most of the time when people come in there, they're coming in to shop and not to buy or sign up for a credit card. So the fact that we have to pitch it to like people at like self-checkout self and stuff, people who go to self-checkout, they go to self-checkout because uh. they don't want any interaction. So having to walk up to someone while they're at self-checkout and pitch them a credit card, nine out of 10 times, you're just going to get yelled at. <laughs> so I got tired of being yelled at. 
So it wasn't for me. Yeah. Well, and, and the serendipitous thing here was that I, we were at some kind of family function. Um, and it was the 4th of July. Was it the 4th? Mm-hmm. So Miles had, um, Miles had, had just been admitted to the hospital. He had um, some health issues and was going to be in there for, for a week. And, uh, and that presented a need on, on our end for someone to jump in and help edit content because my, my assumption was that I was going to have to do what I normally do whenever something like this happens. And that's, I jump in and work extra hours to make it work, but I'm already kind of at max capacity. So it was going to be a work almost all night, every night to be able to make that happen and not drop the ball on any of the stuff that I already have to do during the day. And, uh, and it was actually my mom, Grammy, who was like, why don't you talk to Kate? And, and, uh, in the timing just worked out really well. And of course you were, you were like, yeah, I'll give yeah, it a yeah shot. absolutely. And, and then jumped in and, um, and got the hang of it really quick. And of course, miles came back, but then it was like, uh, we're doing enough content now to need both of you guys here. And if <laughs> yeah. that frees up my time from editing, then I can just focus on creating even more content. And that's what we've done. So, um, so the, the serendipitous occasion of, of uh sam's credit cards and and miles ended up ending up in the hospital and caden landing here actually led to us being able to create more content for you guys so uh so yeah to all of that i hate to clap for miles ending up in the hospital it doesn't feel right but it, it all it all went to good things we uh we turned we turned lemons into lemonade yeah yeah i like lemonade <laughs> and chicken and that too lemonade and chicken chicken's nice it's really nice we were actually talking last night, Candy Thunder and I were talking at the dinner table about how there are a lot of similarities between you and Ava. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, you're both really picky eaters. Like you pretty much only eat chicken. That's fair. Um, there was a bunch of other stuff too. I can't remember all of it right now, but it's not just the chicken thing. There were a lot of similarities. It's the main selling point. The so, yeah, the chicken was the main selling point there. Uh, a diet that consists mostly of poultry. They should make... Chicken, like cake pops, but chicken, and it's filled with ranch, and I would eat it. Like liquid? Wait, well, like hollow, like chicken on the outside, ranch on the inside? Uh, well, that's one idea. I had another idea is to make like the chicken cake pops, you know, with like meat chicken on the inside, and then on the outside, you have like ranch coating, but it's like kind of like the cake pops, like the hardened type ranch coating. So it's fried chicken cake pop with ranch frosting, and that would be delectable. I'm disturbed by this. It's just things that I think about. <laughs> uh, that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, and maybe, yeah, you know, um, what was the company that made the uh, the Hidden Valley Ranch ice cream, uh, Lewins or something like that? But maybe they maybe there's a future for you there, and their yeah, and their crazy department of thinking up wacky shit flavors. Uh, that that seems like seems like it might be your calling. I I don't know if I would eat the ranch ice cream. Because it's not chicken, you know? Oh, it's true. Like, ranch is good with chicken. I like ranch on chicken and fries. If you had a chicken spoon. Yeah. (laughs) That's all it took. That's all it took to get up. Now I just have to find a chicken spoon, guys. We can make this happen. Um, So how, since you've been here for a little while now, what, like a month? Yeah, just about a month, a little bit over. crazy. It's only been a month because it's... It is, feel like more than a month. So how, how do you feel about being involved in the content so far? Uh, it's really enjoyable. It's like, um, it's a really cool thing to be a part of. And it's a lot cooler than like a normal retail job that I've held in the past. So it's a lot more mentally 
sustainable to be able to edit things and like work on something that's actually cool. And like, while I'm editing the videos, I'm also watching the videos too. So I'm kind of like, what, you know, <laughs> he'll turn around mid edit sometimes and be like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, which one are you talking about, man? Um, and then they'll tell me the story he's talking about. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's it's, it's nuts. Have you gotten to the point yet where it's like, you know, walking into the morning, you're going to have to stare at my face and listen to my voice all day. And you're like, damn it. <laughs> I mean, a couple of times. Yeah. But <laughs> just like, I, I, uh, it's not terrible. It's just like, sometimes I'm like, and then I close my eyes and your face is just like <laughs> <laughs> the, the best part. And Tony chimes in on this sometimes too, is that, um, because I also, we, we make a lot of commercials that air locally here. Um, for radio and for TV, uh, it, like Tony will be at home watching Wheel of Fortune, and one of the commercials that my voice is on that we've produced will pop on, and he's like, "I cannot get away from this guy. I just cannot get away from this guy." It's not as bad as it used to be back in the day. Whenever you know traditional media was a lot more of what we did, you know, it was like ten mm percent -hmm. of the radio spots that were on in the market had my voice on it, and uh, I probably about the same for the TV side of things. So you literally could not escape it, but I still hear your voice. <clears throat> I still hear your voice. <laughs> uh, it, it happens just not as often as it used to. Now it's now it's just online stuff and I'm numb to it now. Like now I'll hear someone else doing a, a, a VO on a commercial and it sounds kind of like my voice, mm -hmm. but it's words that I never remember reading. And sometimes it's me and sometimes it's not me. You're like, did I do this one? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I don't remember <laughs> doing that one, but it's possible. We've done a lot. Um, so it's it's fun. And so that's the edit side of things. How do you feel about being involved in the um, in the live stream side? I enjoy being on the live streams. I think that it's a, a hoot. <laughs> a hoot. I, I enjoy it. I think it's fun to get to interact with people and stuff like that. I've never really done anything like that. So like being on a live, I've been in front of a camera before, but like in the live stream aspect, I've never done anything like that. So it's cool to be able to see people reacting and talking to me in live time and reading the stories and stuff is, is pretty cool. Was it any different than you expected? Like prior to working here, prior to coming in and being on being a part of that, was it, was it different than you expected? I think it is. It, it is different than I expected because it's, um, I guess for some reason I thought it was going to be a lot more like, like it's, it's, it's very, it's a very, even though there's a lot going on and there's a lot for us to do, it's very chill. It's a very chill atmosphere mm -hmm. and it's not like super stressful. And I thought that it might be stressful, but it's not terribly You're stressful. Trying to interact with chat and trying to, yeah. to just talk. Yeah. And like it's, is a, it's a little exhausting, like just tiring but not in a bad way it's just like it's not it's not stressful it's it's enjoyable so it, it's cool it's a cool yeah. thing to do there's an adrenaline crash that yes. happens after a live stream while yeah while you're on the live stream it's not yeah. tiring but then yeah. as soon as the camera turns off you're like oh boy yeah it happens for me like an hour afterward because I'm, i'll still be riding the high of that adrenaline yeah. rush um and then about an hour afterwards i'm like whoa mm. And, uh, and you just kind of have to get used to it, but it's, it's wild. I, I just always wondered, you know, for someone who had seen the live streams and then came in and, and have now been a part of them mm -hmm. from the outside, like, is it what you expected? I, yeah, yes and no. It is, it's like, I thought it would be like this, but also you never really know what it's like until you're here. It appears one way, but 
everybody that's in the office with you while you're doing like the the live stream is a lot more interactive than I thought that they would be. Like we're all right there too. Yeah. So when you're on camera, you kind of just see Dusty, but there's also like a whole team back there as well. So that's that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, my desk and that that stream setup is in one big open area. It's not closed off on its own. So yeah. So there's a, a 1500 square foot like office space with you know, six other people standing around or or engaged in comments and and modding or or helping give cues and it's it's probably more elaborate and requires a lot more work than you would think it would yes walking into it but i i think that's a good thing i think it's you know that means that we're doing a good job of putting that show on and um and making it making it seem as effortless as possible Mm -hmm. and not making it i don't know it's there's a lot to keep track of there's a lot going on but i think we're doing a pretty good job though yeah Agreed. And I'm glad you're a part of it now, man. You're a natural fit for things. Um, and people have been really receptive to to having you be a part of things, which which I love. So thank you guys so much for being so Absolutely. accepting of Caden Thunder. I appreciate your receptiveness. And, and appreciating his humor as well. Because yeah. <laughs> it's, it's different. <laughs> it is. It's a little different, but you know, you know me. <laughs> you know me. You know me. Um, so one of the things that we talked about and actually Candy Thunder had a request for mm-hmm. uh, was to hear your Moira. Oh boy. And we talked about this before coming back to start the live. And he said, <laughs> he said, I, I, uh, the one time that I've tried to do a Moira, I had to stop because I felt like it was coming out very racist. <laughs> I'm like, how? I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I, 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 don't, I don't know how Moira could come out being racist. I don't racist. want to be offensive. Um, so I tried to do Moira once and as it came out of my mouth, it wasn't coming out of my mouth the right way. It was coming out of my mouth the wrong way (laughs) and the wrong way was the racist way. And it's not, it's not, it's not racist. Like there's nothing even specific that makes it racist except for the fact that I feel like somehow it is. It came out Asian. That's that's the issue, is that for whatever reason, his Moira voice came out as like an Asian Moira. Uh, and, you know, there could very much be an Asian Moira. And having an Asian accent, you know, I, I don't find offensive. I don't think it sounds like Moira. I, I don't know how or why that came out of my mouth. <laughs> that's just what I was trying. She has a very, very to be, unique voice. To be fair the only interpretation of Moira that I have is your interpretation. Cause I don't know who that is. Oh no. Yeah. We've got to fix that. Like Moira for me is just your accent. I know it's from somewhere, but I've just been pretending to know who it is. Oh damn. Well, we might have to pause this podcast <laughs> right now and watch, watch some shits Creek or watch oh, like a Moira compilation. Yeah. I've heard about that. You need to watch it. I should watch it. I should watch it. It's hilarious. I've heard that it's really good. I'm still finishing up the Righteous Gemstones right now, which is pretty funny. And then I'll start it. Well, now you've got to start jury duty after that yeah. because you just had that conversation. I'll finish with that pretty quick, it. though. Yeah, it. Uh, I still haven't watched jury duty. It sounds sounds like a blast, but it still haven't sound, watched it. Sounds super funny. There's so many shows. Yes, there is. That need to be watched. That ju- there's just no time. There's no time. And, and I'm sure all of you out there have a list of shows that you, you know, intend to watch, too but have chosen in this moment to spend your time watching or listening to this. So thank you for that. Those shows will still be there. 
Yes, they will. All right, we're going to dive into our first story here. We've got a few lined up from Candy Thunder, handpicked here. Uh, so I'm going to read through the story, and then we'll we'll both give feedback after that story. Sounds like a plan. All right. Our first story today is from Best of Redditor Updates. Title of this one is, I'm leaving my husband because I found out that he has been making fun of me behind my back to his ex. That's no bueno. Mm-mm. My husband, male 45, and I, female 36 met about six years ago. We have been married one year. When we met, I was very fit and athletic. I started gaining weight, however, after suffering two miscarriages and the loss of my mother to cancer. I was very depressed and barely got out of bed, if not to go to work. I stopped exercising and instead started eating junk food. I gained 40 pounds in two years, 2019 to 2020. During this time, my husband, then fiance, was very supportive and loving. I felt guilty and tried to give him and out several times, but instead he proposed and we got married last summer. Since our marriage, I've been feeling much better and it showed. I've lost around 20 pounds so far and I've gained back my muscles and abs. He was so happy to see me feeling better. On his computer, however, it was a totally different story. He was talking almost under our entire relationship to his ex-wife about me. His ex-wife, 46, left him about seven to eight years ago for her colleague. The relationship didn't work, however, and she tried to get back together with my husband. He had already met me, but they stayed friends, mostly via chat, texting since she lives 12 hours away. My husband was complaining about everything about me, my job, my depression, my cooking, but mostly about my weight. He was telling her how disgusting I was to him, how he even found it hard to share the same bed since I snored like a dog. He sent her pictures of me while sleeping, sometimes in underwear, with comments about my belly, double chin, back boobs, etc. She found these pictures extremely amusing and she came up with the name White Whale. They both found it hilarious and now this is what they referred to me as. They don't flirt exactly or talk about being together or starting an affair, but they do say that they miss each other and that they reminisce about the time they were married. She's more flirtatious and he really enjoys it. Whatever he's telling her isn't what I've experienced with him. I don't disgust him. He tells me that he loves me all the time. We have great and passionate sex and the way he touches me and makes love to me is so great he must be a really good actor if he is in reality disgusted by me. And he hates the few times we have to sleep apart. He's lying and I don't know why he's doing it. He's lying to one of us and I'm not sure I want to know who he's lying to and why. I decided to go get out of this marriage and leave this behind me. Right now I'm acting like everything is normal, but I have started looking for a new job in another city and a place to rent. I also started with birth control pills in case something happens between us and I have talked to a lawyer to prepare the divorce and start the process once I'm gone. One thing I'm not going to do is fall back into depression and weight gain. I will not allow it. What a waste of love he has been. Oh, wowza. Okay. Mm. Uh, So there's an edit here. The edit is, I can't believe I need to explain this about birth control pills. Very simple explanation. Up until I went through his messenger, I loved and trusted this guy. We had a great sex life and we were trying to conceive. When I read what he had written and the way he took pictures of me sleeping, something happened inside of me and I don't know this person in front of me anymore. I can't read his face. I don't trust him. I don't know how long I'm going to need to stay under the same roof as him. I don't know what his reaction would be if I refused him for a long period of time with no real excuse. I don't know what else he's capable of besides taking pictures of sleeping people. I don't know if, in a moment of weakness, succumbed to lust, or if he for a moment could fool me that he actually loved me. For all of these reasons and many darker scenarios I have played in my head, I'm taking extra precautions. Anyone with an IQ of a chicken could understand that, or so I hope. Thank you everyone for the support. I will update you once I know more about where I'm headed. 
Okay, so we have an update to read, but let's let's chat for a minute before we dive into this update. Obviously, the IQ of a chicken piqued your interest. Ah, yes. <laughs> Good line. Good line. It did. What do you think about this so far? This is a this is a bad situation. I think um, I'm pretty sure he's lying to you. I think he he may like he obviously he doesn't love you if he's talking all this trash behind your back to his ex. He's basically just using you as a conversation topic to have some sort of bonding over the little guy experience with his ex-wife. So obviously, whatever's going on here, you're just getting thrown under the bus and used as conversation topic for him to trash on you and talk to his ex-wife. So it's like... Your fodder. Yeah. The shit part is that even if he doesn't feel that way about you, OP, the fact that he's willing to put those words together Mm -hmm. and tell his ex-wife those things and... Take pictures of you. Oh, Yes, that's bad. That's that's a that's a brozo Ascon one move. Like, what in the actual are you thinking, man? But also take what he's saying out. Take the pictures out. Take all of the truly disgusting things that he's done out. Mm -hmm. If he's still being willing to have conversations with his ex-wife where she's flirting and he's enjoying it. Yes, he's still in the wrong. Yes, I I did notice while we were. Like it, it, it stated that they weren't flirting, but then it also stated that they talked about missing each other and missing being married. It sounds like they are flirting. I mean, like if I was married and my wife was talking to her ex-husband and they were talking about missing each other when they were married and somebody was calling me a white whale, I would be very upset. That's not cool. Would you, so OP here is trying to be a little clandestine about it and yeah. is, is under the radar looking for a job and, and mm-hmm. getting divorce processes started after she's gone. I don't know that I would have that kind of patience or be able to fake not knowing for that amount of time. I'm pretty sure the instant that I found out, I would have been like scorched earth. Yeah. The, keeping all that inside and faking through it and and still taking precautions to account for the fact that she could possibly have sex with this guy again. Man, what? <laughs> I would be filling this dude's pillows with beans. And then when he goes to bed and he's got beans in his pillow, I'd be like, you got beans on your pillow. Because you don't want beans. <laughs> You don't want beans on your pillow. So then he'd be like, what would you do that for? And I'd be like, because you called me a white whale, bitch. <laughs> and then you drop the mic, you leave. You need a microphone and beans, obviously. <laughs> hey, uh, the, the bean, the, I mean, what? He's not going to see it coming. <laughs> Where, gotta, where did the beans you, in the pillow come from? What is this? Is this the thing well, you've heard before? Uh, no, but a pillow is like a pillow is a thing that you rest your head on, and it's a, a piece of comfort. And beans in something that's your piece of comfort, it'll throw you off. True. But Th- think about it. He just lays his head down, and then it's just like squelch beans. <laughs> He's like, oh man, I got beans. I got beans on my pillow. And she's like, yeah, <laughs> I put beans in your pillow. Yeah, look out. Uh, <laughs> that's ruthless. I don't know that I would be able to do anything other than react immediately mm-hmm. and and confront everyone and be like, oh hell no, I will not be treated like this. I will not pretend that I don't know. It's, she did say in here yeah. too that she she didn't think they were flirting, but 
But the ex-wife was more flirtatious than her husband was. It still seems, if, if he's entertaining of that, then it's, he's just as guilty. <laughs> and I mean, he's the one texting her too. So it's just, there's no reason to be texting your ex-wife like that. There's no reason at all. No. Taking pictures of you while you're sleeping it's, in a very vulnerable state when you've like talked to him about how, especially, especially it's not just like, like you had just gone through, I don't know if we've covered this yet you just gone through like immeasurable loss and grief and you're in a very vulnerable state and you know people aren't perfect and if you're gonna be married if you're gonna propose to someone you're gonna have to accept that sometimes your partner is going to be in a vulnerable state no human being is perfect people are going to go through grief and people are going to go through things that they can't control and being married and being with someone like that is about accepting them no matter what because you love them you don't love what they are physically or anything like that you know so it's like telling her that that's okay and that he accepts her and that he loves her and then going behind her back to his ex-wife for some clout is is not is that's not cool yeah yeah so i think the op the the one thing that you did learn that is absolutely true that you can know with measurable certainty is that your husband is a a two-faced brozo because if he can pretend to be that to you and then either pretend or truly be something else to his ex-wife at the same time you cannot trust him let's find out what happens in the update you ready i'm ready update i have now left my husband and served him the papers white whale out love it i don't know how to make an update but my original post is in my profile sorry if i'm using the wrong terminology for reddit but i'm feeling happy so happy for the first time in weeks and i wanted to share it with you since many of you supported me and requested an update i thought it would be a decent thing to do so here comes nothing i didn't pry or spy on my husband i used his macbook to do some work and he had forgotten to log out from facebook and messenger He has never given me any reason to spy on him. After I found out, however, I would occasionally check on his phone, maybe hoping that it was all a bad joke. He continued complaining anyhow, and now he was telling her I was being distant and cold in a manner and that he was tired of me. He even lied and told her I was gaining even more weight, even though I'm not. He told her that we weren't having sex. I avoided him because he couldn't find it under the rolls of fat, a joke that she highly appreciated. I didn't spy after that. I got the confirmation that I needed. In the meantime, he acted the worried husband with me, concerned concerned about me and asking if I was going through a new depression. He told me that he loved me and he was there for me. He did everything like previous times. I had dips. Called from work, came home with takeouts from my favorite restaurants, did all the cleaning and washing around the house, baked fresh bread in the mornings, flowers and chocolate, and asked me if I wanted to go for nighttime drives or walks. He used to take me for a drive the nights I was feeling very down and depressed. How can anyone be so two-faced? I have my big sister who lives in another city. I told her that I was leaving my husband and that I was looking for jobs in her city. My sister is married and she lives with her husband and daughter in a big house. She offered me one of her spare rooms. I got a few job interviews and one of them turned into an offer. It's not exactly my field of work and it came with a significant decrease in salary, but I thought about it and it's a good start until something more suitable comes up. I didn't want to prolong my stay with him any longer and a decrease in income is a good sacrifice. Plus, I'm going to have lower rent and I'm selling my car since the new job is walking distance from my sister's house. No more worrying about the crazy gas prices. My new job starts on October 1st. I'm working my notice period from my computer. The two months between jobs, I'm just going to have fun and work on myself. 
I took my name off the lease, but I'm going to pay two more months. I left him last Sunday. The night before, I prepared a very nice dinner and I made love all night. It felt great to hear him whispering how much he loved me and how lucky he was to have me. In the morning, I left the divorce papers and my attorney's number in the kitchen. When I got to my sister, I could finally tell her and the rest of my family about everything. I showed them all of his conversations and even the pictures he's taken of me. They're all pissed at him. He has been calling and texting obsessively, but doesn't know where I live now emailed dm he went to my parents but they just shunned him at the door and advised him to let me go maybe he knows now because he's been asking to explain and apologize etc i don't care all i've texted back is that if he wants to convey a message he could do it through my lawyer wowza okay that's the end holy shit okay uh so good for you op uh standing up for yourself and um and leaving i think the uh, the parting gift that you left that him with interesting. Like, the night of dinner and making love all night long. I was really... a far cry from beans. <laughs> <laughs> Those were not beans. Yeah, she was uh she was either way kinder with her punishment gift or was way more cunning with it. And it's I probably think both. The 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 willpower to be able to not mention anything to him and then just like drop off the face of the earth Mm -hmm. and just like leave him like the confrontation it would have sucked for him and that would have hurt too but the fact that it just happened out of nowhere and then it's just like all of a sudden it's like sand through his through his fingers he's just like oh yeah gone nothing you can do well think about what happened to op and you know her whole world yes that's true imploded the instant that she read those messages for the first time and she wanted to give him the same experience like yeah his his entire world ripped out from underneath him Mm -hmm. and she did um the ability to turn off your emotions and carry that out um is both admirable and scary yeah right like to to be able to just you just went all vampire diaries on right exactly turned off you flipped the humanity switch flip the switch uh yeah we both lose points for knowing (laughs) that by the way um (laughs) uh it's that's wild man i mean it's absolutely wild he was obviously he was obviously an ask on one throughout all of this do you think that her approach to leaving and what she did puts her on the scale at all no i think nta i think she could have she could have done him a lot worse honestly so it could have been beans yeah it could have been beans there weren't no beans there nope i I think i think it was well deserved and it's just it's weird how he was acting completely normal and nice and like stand-up husband but then he was just being so awful behind her back i think i think some of what he was saying to his ex-wife like he may have not actually felt so terribly about her, but because he was able to say those things, it doesn't matter. It discounts his actions because he's throwing it all away just to get a laugh out of his ex-wife, whom he obviously still has feelings for or something. So I think, and I don't know what the, the actual quote is, but it's something to the effect of um, the true measure of who you really are is how you act when you think no one's watching the true him in this case was was who he was while messaging his ex Mm -hmm. so the him that that you saw op while he was you know he did a really good job acting um he's going all dicaprio yeah and and probably did a better job acting like the perfect husband than than most husbands that are real 
like That's true actually actually do support their wives so i mean i'm sure that prior to knowing any of this you were just just tickled pink because you had this great guy who who checked every box and did everything great but it was an act to him and people who are capable of carrying out that act and living these separate lives like there, there's something wrong there's something fractured there's wires are crossed like to be able to do that it's either just straight up malicious and it's a narcissistic thing where they think that the people who they're doing this to deserve it um and that they're the ones who deserve to carry out that that to them or he thinks he deserves to have his cake and eat it too whatever the hell it is something's wrong there it's she flipped her humanity switch for the tail end of this thing after she found out to carry out what she wanted to carry out he flipped his a long time ago yeah, and I just like feel like there's definitely more context to these situation too, but like from what we know, yeah, dude is an A1. He's an A1 brozo. Take him to the bro zone, pour him with A1 sauce. <laughs> and give him Lather some beans. Him in it. Yeah. Give him some beans. He, Put him he in was, a bowl uh, of beans and A1 sauce. He was humanity switchless Damon. That's who he was. Yeah. He was like bad Damon. No bueno. Nope. Okay. Well, that was complicated. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, let's dive into our second story. You ready to dive right into another one here? Yes, sir. This is another Best of Redditor update, and it is, am I the astronaut for pressing charges on a former friend for shaving my head in my sleep? What the hell is it with people doing shit to people in their sleep? This is two for two. Man, if somebody did this to me. In your sleep. If somebody did this to me in my sleep, I would be upset. (laughs) You could expect some beans in return. For context, a relative of what used to be a close friend of mine, whom we'll call Gary for this story, contracted cancer. Gary did not have cancer. His relative did. I, mid-20s male, was sympathetic and even contributed $100 to the donation pool for their treatment. But Gary came to me one day and took his hat off to reveal a freshly shaven head. He told me that everyone in his family were doing it in support of his relative, and so were a lot of our mutual friends. Then he asked if I would get on the bandwagon. I told him I didn't want to shave my head because I like my hair. My hair is black, regularly combed, and well-styled. He said I could just get a wig or something and had actually brought his shaver kit. He was unboxing it when I told him this was not happening. I don't even really know his relative that he's doing this for, so I'm not doing it. End of discussion. He called me an asshole and left angry. We didn't speak for a week. Then last Sunday, I got invited to a party at another close friend's house. There, I found out that Gary had tried the same thing on several other friends and only a couple of them actually did shave their heads. 
Gary wasn't at the party, so I had a blast hanging out, playing video games, and listening to rock music. But I had way too much to drink and couldn't drive home. So they said I could just sleep upstairs. I passed out on a bed, and it was a blissful sleep till I was shaken awake by another friend who told me Gary had showed up late, and they caught him shaving my head while I was passed out. I saw what I looked like in the mirror and wanted to scream like I was in a horror movie. Gary even shaved off one of my eyebrows. Ooh. That's foul. Gary was still there and acting proud of himself, saying, Now you're going to have to shave off the rest just like me, LOL. I was furious and called the cops. When they got there, Gary fully admitted to what he had done to me and even said he was justified. The police didn't seem to think so, as this was classified as a form of assault. They asked me if I wanted to press charges, and the first words out of my mouth were, Hell yes! Gary cussed me out while they took him away in cuffs. I tried getting my hair restyled into something presentable, but there was no saving it, and now I'm bald too. Now a bunch of Gary's family are telling me to drop the charges because Gary was off his meds and didn't mean to do it. I was like, what the f***? Because I never knew he was on meds, but I still refuse to drop the charges. It'll take months to grow my hair back the way it was, but all of the calls and messages from Gary's relatives are starting to get to me. Just about everyone else in our friend group has cut Gary out, though, and say that I'm doing the right thing by not dropping the charges. So now I'm divided. Am I the asshole for pressing charges on a former friend for shaving my head in my sleep? All right, we've got an edit. Edit. I want to make something clear here. So many people have said things like, dude, it's just hair. But would they all be saying this if I wasn't a man? What if I was some girl that had hair that took years to grow? Would they be saying the same thing? Sure, hair grows back, but it takes time. If it was something that grew back fast, people would be less inclined to care. But it's not fast. It takes months. And for someone who had long hair, years. That's a lot of time wasted growing. And I don't plan on pushing for Gary to go to prison, but I don't plan to drop the charges either. His family already bailed him out, and while I didn't know he was on meds, I knew he had quite the temper and even an entitled attitude at times. One example being a lunch where he wanted us all to combine the check and split it evenly. He got the most expensive thing on the menu. I got a cheeseburger. We all said no. When we all said no, Gary went off on us for not being good friends. He's always been an ass when he doesn't get his way, and I've only known him for like three years. This incident was the last straw for not just me, but a lot of other mutual friends. As for the charges, I don't want to send Gary to prison, but I would like him to get some therapy and community service. With the way Gary has acted around me in the past and what he did to me, I actually wonder how long before he got more violent. I've seen and heard of him getting in fights for less. Edit 2. I've gotten many comments from people saying, You're the asshole. He has cancer. If you actually read what I posted, Gary is not the one with cancer. A relative of his, I don't even know does. And no, I don't know what kind of cancer. Gary didn't elaborate. He wanted to... He wanted me to shave my head for this person, and when I refused, he left in a tantrum. Then he shaved my head while I was passed out drunk at a party. All right, we have an update, but before the update, what are your thoughts here? I think I think Gary has something else going on. I, I understand wanting people to shave their head in support of a family member. That's a, that's a cool thing to do, and if you choose to do that, then power to you. That's, that's fantastic, you know? But... You cannot force that upon other people. You can ask them if they don't want to do it. That's kind of the end of the story. Sneaking into a party and shaving someone's head while they're drunk in the middle of the night and then shaving off their eyebrow. That's that's, uh, that's a wild thing to do, Gary. It's up. I mean, it's not cool, Gary. Someone who's capable of doing that kind of shit. Um, Mid-20s male. 
is what OP says here. So, so we're assuming Gary is also a mid twenties male and you know, mid twenties dudes do some crazy shit, but this is a violation. This is a violation, and he does. He makes a good point when he's like, if the gender roles were reversed and it was a girl and one of her friends had shaved her head, it would, I mean, yes, it's just hair, but it's also like it's a piece of your identity, and it, it can be emotionally traumatic too. So doing that and having that happen while you're not expecting it, right? like it's going to cause some emotions. It's going to cause some trauma for you. So that, that wasn't, that wasn't a cool thing to do. Gary, that wasn't nice. You don't do that. Oh, and, and the whole Gary wasn't on his meds bullshit yeah. excuse. When, yeah. Like, okay, well that's not, that's not OP's fault. Like, right. Even if he, he has meds, then I mean, he, that that's not that's not an excuse. That may be a reason, but that's not an excuse. Right. Like that doesn't excuse shaving someone's head and their eyebrow in their sleep. Even if that were the case and it was because he chose not to take his meds, he still needs to learn a lesson. And that lesson needs to be don't stop taking your meds yeah. because you do crazy shit that's going to land you in prison, bro. Yeah. So if this time he ends up getting community service and ends up getting some some forced therapy, good. Because he needs to learn, man. He needs to learn that he cannot treat people like this. He cannot just do whatever the f- he wants to people and expect there to be no repercussions at all. Gary sounds like the neighborhood kid who they tell you to go play with, who hides behind the fence and hits you with a metal baseball bat and then kicks you. What kid ever did that? To you? Are you just making up a hypothetical kid here? I mean, it's, you know. Was there a kid that ever did that to you? He no. hid behind the fence? And- no, 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 no. But... That's because I didn't. That's because I didn't play with that kid. I was like, "What the hell? Who was this kid? Holy no, no, no. shit!" I avoided him. That kid was Gary. <laughs> that yeah, Gary henceforth shall be known as Scary Gary. Scary right? Gary. Yeah. Scary Gary. My God, yeah. Uh, Scary Gary doesn't keep friends very long. Are you ready for the update? Scary Gary doesn't like it when Op has Harry. Scary Barry, take your hair. Scary Gary, take your hairy. <laughs> yeah. Scary Gary, take your hairy. <laughs> Scary Gary, take your hairy. Scary Gary. He don't carry. Campfire stories. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Update one year later, June 9th, 2023. That was oh, recent. That's, yeah. A friend of mine just showed me a video yesterday in which my old post had been read. Honestly, I'd nearly forgotten about it since I was only there to ask if I was the asshole or not. And since I don't want to go through the pain of trying to do an update on AITA, I thought I'd just do it here since entitled spells out Gary pretty well. Other than the shaving incident, he tried to get us to partially pay for his food multiple times by combining the check and dividing it equally when he always got the most expensive thing on the menu and even once pulled the I forgot my wallet bit. He was described as a neckbeard by multiple people, including women he flirted with. (laughs) He tried tried to get a married neighbor woman that was older than him to have an affair with her and then later egged her apartment door when she refused. That one I only learned about a couple of months after my original post. And no, Gary never saw consequences for doing that. Well, shit. I also learned he stole several video games and DVDs from friends, mooched food and drink out of their fridges, and even went through a period as a squatter for two months by refusing to leave a house he'd been let into by a former tenant and the landlord actually paid him to leave. Gary's also an extreme hypocrite that contradicted himself more than a corrupt politician. For example, one minute he'd be anti-vax, the next he'd be complaining about other people who weren't getting the C-19 vaccine. Pretty sure he never got it too. I can't believe I ever had any sympathy for this man. To recap, someone a former friend of mine named Gary is related to 
got cancer. Gary did not have cancer. And Gary went around trying to get our friend group to all shave their heads. He only got a couple of them to agree and even brought his shaving kit to my apartment because he just assumed I'd join in as well and was already unboxing it before I even got the chance to say anything. I told him the shaving was not happening. Well, he decided to make an example of me and waited till I was good and passed out from drinking at a friend's party. I was so dead to the world that I had to be shaken awake by a friend after Gary got caught shaving my head. He took off one of my eyebrows and messed up my hair beyond saving and he was laughing his butt off over having done it. So yes, the rest had to come off. I ended up pressing charges on Gary for assault and found out he's been on meds for a mental disorder for years and he'd stopped taking the meds, which is one of the reasons he was so loopy. But his tune changed pretty quickly when the police arrested him since what he'd done qualifies as assault. Gary's family harassed me and tried to make me drop the charges. I not only didn't drop the charges, but I reported the harassment to the police. Only problem is it didn't bloody stop. In fact, it got worse, mainly from Gary's mother, whom I can see where Gary got his charming personality from. She showed up to my apartment a couple of weeks after the shaving incident to scream at me that I knew nothing about what they were going through, and a little hair wasn't a big deal. I told her my hair was a big deal to me, and what Gary did was inexcusable. Well, that earned me a slap on the face, followed by a swift kick to the nuts, followed by a few more kicks to my body after I went down. It was all recorded by a camera that I had watching the front door. Landlord wouldn't let me put in a ring doorbell cam. One of my neighbors saw her and screamed at her that they'd be calling the police. Gary's mom ran and I ended up going to the hospital with minor injuries, mostly just bruises, a black eye, and a sore groin. Gary's mother got arrested and I filed a lawsuit against her for attacking me. I saw her in court twice for both her assault on me and the lawsuit I filed for her assault. The woman had taken several self-defense classes over the years, so she knew how to fight. They had the judge consider her a trained individual and she was sentenced to six months in jail, given two years probation in order to pay my medical bills. She actually cried to the judge about the money, but he wasn't having it. It took some time to see her in court again for my lawsuit against her as, as she was out of jail by then. I was awarded 10000 for the harassment, emotional damages, and lost work hours, and she had to pay all court and lawyer fees, which she cried about again because she didn't want to have to pay anything to the man who'd ruined her, her and her son's lives, but she had the money for both court cases because she had no problem paying. But around that time, I heard Gary's relative with cancer passed away. I don't know any details, just that they passed on. I admit that was sad, but I never knew this person. But Gary made their condition his hill to die on when he tried to make an example out of me. Gary got some probation and community service for what he did to my hair, and he cut contact with our entire friend group and eventually moved away. Where to? I don't know. I don't care either. As for my hair, well, it grew back just fine. Took nearly half a year to get it back to how it was. My boss had me put out of sight for a while, and I was wearing a hat everywhere for at least a month. I did take that 10K I got in the lawsuit and combine it with my savings for a down payment on a house. So I've since moved into a much better abode. I also have a girlfriend now that's living with me. It was a bit soon for her to move in, but there were extenuating circumstances. We're making it work though, and I'm happy. So this line here, um, Gary cut contact with the entire friend group. That's that's punny. <laughs> punny, this is what? so... <laughs> what? It's and I don't think anything changed in this. Uh, at least for for my thoughts on this, I think you know what happened with Gary was obviously wrong. The new stuff here is about Gary's mom, and there could have been some hereditary issues that were passed down here because Gary mo Gary's mom crossed a line too, she's, and she's got this Gary Gary disease. Yeah, well, she yeah, man, 
Mary. What? Gary's mom, Mary. Gary, Mary. Mary. Uh, Mary, Gary. Scary, Mary, Mary scary. and scary, Gary. Um, yeah, they they need to stay on their meds. And <laughs> Gary's mom just kicked me on my lawn. <laughs> oh, no. That's awful. What in the world? You, her son, shaved your head in the middle of the night, which, you know, is, is his own doing. There's nothing you did to force him to do that. You just didn't want to shave your head, which is fine. You don't have to. You don't. I mean, it's, you don't a, know, it's a cool you cause, don't but you don't owe know anybody your hair. Yeah, no. Um. So, I mean, you didn't ruin his life. For one, it probably wouldn't have ruined his life. Two, he did that to himself. Three, going to your house and <laughs> assaulting you on your front porch is not going to make anything better. Four, you didn't do that either. So you didn't ruin her life either. She assaulted you on your front porch so like you know the scariest part about this except for you know gary and mary yeah um is that all of this happened because <laughs> op here just happened to be friends with the wrong person yeah so think about anybody in your friend group like just snapping and doing something like this yeah without any i mean he said that gary was was an asshole before but hadn't done anything this crazy dude man gary what are you doing that's a lot that's well, insane. I, I can tell you for sure that mary's not helping him out any and mary's no. not really the mom's name that we don't know we just know but it, it works gary probably i don't know if you know having having mental mental problems you know it can be difficult and having it's just it's not and it, just because you have these issues like a family member having cancer that's an awful thing to go through, and obviously it's going to be a traumatic time for your family, but that doesn't mean that you can shave someone's head in the middle of the night and assault them on their porch. That doesn't equal that. I guarantee you, Mary has been coddling Gary his entire life and protecting him from consequences, which mm -hmm. is why he thinks he can get away with this shit. Rent came due for both of them, and now they both know better, uh, but... You know, who knows if this kind of shit would happen again? It probably has happened. Something maybe not this crazy, but something if they've crossed boundaries before, maybe not in legal trouble. If there's one thing that I can pull from this story, it's that Gary did not have cancer. Yes, he was for not sure. the one with cancer. Gary was not the one with cancer. Gary has something else. Gary has mental issues that That's, he that he neglected if, to take his medication for. If if um people were upset because OP pressed charges because Gary shaved his head and that was such a small thing well you don't have to worry anymore because the assault charges will will fill in those uh those blanks there yep yeah that's insane gary gary's mom oh my gosh okay we're gonna take a uh, real quick break oh and my we'll, gosh uh, we'll be right back for our last story of this podcast yeah candy thunders found some whoppers for us today oh, man wow um yeah we're gonna go do a hair check in the mirror just to make sure we still have our hair uh, and then we'll be right back. So let's dive into our very last story for this podcast with Caden Thunder. This one is from Best of Redditor Updates again, and it is, am I the astronaut for buying a $50,000 guitar for $4,000 and refusing to sell it back when the buyer found out the real value? This happened a while back. My wife and I still talk about it every once in a while. She's on my side and most of our friends and family are. However, when it happened, it was like World War III between us and her coworkers and others. 
Here we go. I've been playing guitar for 22 years. I know guitar values and whatnot very well. I'm very into the guitar market. At my wife's old company, she was hanging out with coworkers one day after work, and she mentioned that I play guitar. A coworker who I guess is very popular at work said that his dad passed away and he was selling his dad's things. His dad had a guitar and asked my wife if I'd be interested in it. My wife texted me and I said to have him send me the info on the guitar and the price. The next day, he texted me the pics and the price. It was a 1952 Telecaster in mint condition. He had the original receipts, which was crazy. That's how I knew the date. I asked what he wanted for it, and he said he looked up Telecasters online, and he thinks $4,000 is fair. I texted back, I'll take it for four grand, and went to pick it up. The guitar had no sentimental value to him at all. Here's the issue at hand. The guitar was or is worth approximately $50,000 depending on the buyer and I knew it. When I got the guitar, I told my wife the price and what it was worth. She was floored. Fast forward two weeks and her coworker tells my wife he just found out what the guitar was actually worth from a family friend and wanted it back. She said, well, he really likes the guitar and he knew it was worth $50,000, which is why he was floored. You offered it to him for $4,000. He really likes it and I doubt he will sell it back, but you can ask. Probably not the smartest thing for her to say, but she was caught off guard and it's not her fault or problem. He contacted me and asked to buy it back. I said that it's not for sale. He then said I scammed him and he was going to sue me and take my wife to HR for being a part of the scam, which was nuts, but he actually did contact HR. They were cool about it and said it's not their problem. It's between him and me. Over the next few months, he made things very uncomfortable for my wife at work. He would bug her constantly about it. She eventually had to go to HR for har for harassment and they actually let him go. She complained twice and he was warned and didn't stop. He's contacted me several times about it, so I got a restraining order for harassment too. I blocked him too. I haven't heard from him in about a year. Am I the astronaut? No, 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 no. It's not your fault that he didn't know what it was worth in the first place. All of the information came from him. He set the price in the beginning. It wasn't you offering a price based on what you thought it was worth. It was him saying $4,000. You saying, okay, I'll pay full price. That's yeah. it. Yeah, it, it may not have been the most honorable thing to do because you knew it was $50,000, but are you in the wrong? No, it was him who set the price. It's four grand. I mean, if I was... If somebody offered a $50,000 guitar to me for four grand, I wouldn't be like, are you sure it's worth $50,000? Right. I mean, no, when you, when you stumble upon a great deal, you scoop it up. You don't try to talk them up. Why the just, F would you do that? Just because I'm, yeah, that's it's true. It's like, just because he didn't do more research into what that guitar was worth. It's, it's not, it's not on you. Like, yeah, that sucks yep. for him, man. I get it. But that's not, it's not your fault. No. You know, like. That's just bad day for him. Yeah, it's his screw up. And, and he, he didn't even find out what it was worth till much later. Yeah. So what the hell? And it was when somobody else in the family told him. So it and is a hundred percent on him. He obviously didn't care about it enough to like it, it had no sentimental value to him. You know, like it's not like this is my relative's dearest, dearest guitar. And I, I'm willing to let it go, but only for this price. He was like, that's a guitar I found in like four yeah. grand, you know, like looks like Telecasters go for, uh, for, you know, four grandish online. Yeah, you like write it, write it off to to carelessness, and it's not like that's a bad thing, but like you, you, you slipped up, and that's on you. That's not on. It's not on Op. It's not on Op's wife. She definitely didn't deserve to be harassed at work for it. Like, 
it's a mess up, but you kind of just got to bite the bullet and go with it, dude. Like, I mean, it's, it is what it is. You don't get to punish other people for your incompetence. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's not, that's just that, that sucks. And I get it and it hurts, but that was your slip up, not their slip up. Yep. And they didn't, they didn't even play you. You just played yourself. Uh, right. Right. Nobody <laughs> you no, played yourself. All, the, all that they did was say, his wife said, uh, he may be interested. And then the husband said, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, it's, it's how the f do you get you scammed me out of that? They, <laughs> they they weren't like mm, I don't think no. it's worth that much. That he you gave him a price, he bought it for the price. You know what? I I don't think he's an idiot for not knowing what it was worth. No, I think he's an idiot for acting the way he did once he found out what it was worth and not being like, man, I really screwed up. That sucks. Uh, and that being the end of it, for him trying to turn it around and saying that they scammed him, harassing her at work, getting a restraining order put on himself. Should have. Clearly, the rest of the world doesn't agree with you here, dude. Like, it's just like you're fighting a, you're fighting an invisible, an invisible man who you can't see and you can't win because he's invisible and you're trying to win, but you're just, your punches are going through him because he's not really there and there's yeah. no way you can win that fight. I think it's more like fighting a mirror. Yeah, it's like fighting a mirror. He's fighting himself. Yeah, he's fighting his reflection. Yeah. He's he's fighting his own idiot self. He can't win because every time you punch, you're just punching yourself. He punches right back. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like uh, finding Nemo. Say hi to my <laughs> sister Flo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the update. Well, this post blew up way beyond what I was expecting. It looks like I was voted not the asshole. There's over 5,000 comments. I couldn't read them all, but I did read a lot. Just to clear up some things, I left some things out because I didn't want it to influence opinions and really wanted it to be about me buying the guitar at significantly lower market value versus the people in the story. I did include the fact that the guy was harassing my wife at work, not to make the guy sound bad, but because I thought it was relevant to the story. Here's some specific details I chose not to include. The guy and his dad were not close at all. So those people saying that he was grieving and I took advantage of him, that is 100% not the case. When I went to get the guitar, he was telling me he hadn't talked to his dad in six years and was actually annoyed he had to deal with a funeral. The dad bought the guitar new and never played it. Luckily, it was stored in a closet and not in a basement or attic. There's no issue with the wood or electronics. It plays like a dream and I couldn't be happier. I'm not selling the guitar to the son or anyone. It will be with me for a long time. I'm in my 30s, so maybe in 30 years it'll find a new home. I would have maybe considered giving the guy more money or giving him one of my guitars to sell on his own, but I decided not to after he left a terrible voicemail on my phone the day he found out the real value. He demanded it back like he was entitled to an object he sold fair and square, called me a POS, called my wife a POS, and said he would do bad things if I didn't sell him back the guitar. And to those who would say that they would have told the guy the real value, that's a load of horse shit. If you went to a garage sale or a state sale and saw an item worth $5,000 priced at $50, there's not a snowball's chance in hell you would walk up to the homeowner and tell them they mispriced it. You'd buy the item and tell all your friends and family what a great score you got. Don't even kid yourself like you wouldn't do that. I don't feel bad about buying an awesome guitar at a steal of a price. I was curious what others would think, and it looks like I'm not the asshole, so thank you, Reddit. I can play the guitar with zero guilt now. Not like I felt guilty before, but now my feelings are justified. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I actually would have been like, uh, yeah, what else you got? You got any more guitar-related things? What else What else does your dad have? Because it seems like your dad has some really cool shit. <laughs> This is this voicemail one. Hey, hey, man. Uh, I just, I just found something out about the guitar. I, I, I need you to call me back. Voicemail two. 
Hey, uh, listen, um, is there any way I could get that guitar back? Because, um, like, yeah, just, just give me a call, voicemail three. I will find you. <laughs> your wife is in danger. That uh, guitar is mine. You're going to have a world of hurt on your hands. It's terrible. Man, it's uh, just what a what a sack of shit to to behave like this when it was all on him. And like, this is a this is a lack of ownership completely in one's own actions. And he didn't like that's what it, it kind of sounded like he didn't have that close of a relationship with his dad when they said in the first when Opie said in the first uh before the update that it didn't have any sentimental value to him. So he wasn't grieving or anything like that. I'm sure it was sad to deal with the loss of his dad, but it's not like they were close. So he was annoyed about having to go to a funeral. Yeah. So it sounds like he was just, he just cared about money. Uh, and, and he found out that he lost out on some money and he was like, I want some money. Yeah. So. And if I have to be an asshole to get it, I'll be an asshole to get it. And it <laughs> didn't work. You were just an asshole for free. It's the world's smallest violin, but instead it's a guitar, <laughs> $50,000 guitar. Yes. <laughs> There you go. I just want you to know right now, none of my guitars or trumpets are <laughs> worth 50 grand. Yeah. They're all pretty cheap. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. Well, yeah, this this one, I, NTA. NTA for NTA. me. It's on the idiot dude, Brozo, here, who <laughs> stepped in his own pile of shit and then tried to point the finger at everybody else for putting the shit there. It's your own shit, pal. You, you did it to yourself, man. It's It's not... It's not their fault, and uh, you, yeah, dude, you you just you played yourself. It's like if this was the voice, and there was a buzzer, and the buzzer was NTA, then I'd press the buzzer, and my chair would flip around for OP, and I'd be like NTA. Yeah, and and if it were the Brozo here who sold the guitar, who was up on stage performing, it's like he was pressing his own buzzer to kick himself out. Yeah, and was then it? blaming everyone else for kicking him out. <laughs> That's what it's like, dude. Hey, uh, so. Our stories have been pretty crazy today, and thank our you to Candy Thunder. Have been story. Yes, our crazies have been story. Uh, thank you to Candy Thunder for farming those out for us. There was one more thing that I wanted to chat with you about before we wrap up here. And by the time this this podcast comes out, the DFHB video and swag and campaign will have started, which is the decent human beings club um and caden was involved in in the filming of that video um and some yes, of those scenarios is. that we put forth there one of them uh involves leaving shopping carts out in the middle of the parking lot and you witnessed something was it yesterday oh yeah it was yesterday you got tell us about that man oh man okay so every every day every weekday i go to the gym with my buddy we go to the gym we work out we get a good pump and then as an after gym ritual we go to walmart we walk around walmart my buddy looks at hot wheels i look at legos i look at things like that we just browse we just walk around you know have a grand old time so we're, we're walking out of walmart you know as you do when you're leaving walmart and we're getting in our car and it's probably about, it's about nine. It's a, it's a little dark, maybe 9.30. It's dark outside. There's a, somebody whipping into the Walmart parking lot because you know people whip into that parking lot. They don't, they don't pay attention. I know it's not just this Walmart, it's every Walmart. And there's, there's lots of parking cart, or there's lots of shopping carts scattered all over the parking lot because, you know, people aren't DFHBs and they just leave their shopping carts wherever, which is inconvenient, but you kind of just got to know to pay attention in that parking lot so you don't, you know, hit a cart. Well, this person, she whipped in, she whipped into the parking lot. All, all me and my buddy here is, and then we just see a shopping cart go, flying through Launched it, launched it. It went, and it hit somebody's car. 
So, and what did she do? She, she, she sits there for a second. She's like, ah, shit. And then she just, she, she just starts driving away. Just, she does a loop, <laughs> drives back out of the parking lot. But it's, it's, she didn't drive with any urgency. It was just like, play it cool, man. Play it cool. <laughs> Hopefully nobody saw that. It's like when a DFHB or when a, a non DFHB encounters another non DFHB because yes. she, somebody left carts out. She shouldn't yeah. have been whipping through the parking lot right that like that because that's, that's just asking for trouble, especially in that parking lot ends up hitting a cart. And instead of doing the decent human being thing and getting out and like waiting for the owner to come out or leaving a note with a phone number or something or inspecting the vehicle for damage that she, she launched the check. cart at, she just left. I know that car had at least a dent or something in it. Cause that, that sucks. There was, there was somebody else out there watching too. They went over to look at the car. So I'm sure whoever, whoever the car belonged to, they they let them know or they well, they figured it out. You know, got security cameras out there. Luckily. Oh yeah, there was also there was a, a cop chilling in that parking lot too. So which there usually is just because it's required in the Walmart parking lot. So I mean they DFHB they'll get their justice. Rejected. Man, that that car went went flying. It's like it's like uh it's like Gary's mom hit that car and it just <laughs> she she hit that car with all of her might. And it uh, went flying. She hit that cart like Gary's groin. No, yeah. wasn't Gary. No, no, no. No, o, like OP's OP's groin. groin, yeah. Sent that thing Kicked flying. Kicked him in the groin. Kicked that cart in the groin. Sent it flying through the air like super cart. The more you say groin, the more it doesn't sound like a word. I know. It's a, uh, yeah. Groin. Yeah. It's, groin. it's one of those uncomfortable words. Groin. Yeah. Groin. Okay. <laughs> Just going to keep going here. <laughs> okay. Uh, that is it for our podcast today. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Um, like we just mentioned, the DFHB club content is out. Yes. We'll see more of that, but we Please. do have swag out for the DFHB club um, at dusty-thunder.com. There's all kinds of stuff. I even have, it's not here yet. Hopefully it'll be here by the time we do the Wednesday live. This is filmed the week before the one year anniversary in the Candy Thunder birthday yes. live. So hopefully it'll be here. But you know those FBI jackets? Yeah. They say like FBI across the back. Yeah. I, I ordered a DFHB one. That's awesome. It has the badge on the front, but then on the back it just says DFHB in the big block letters like like FBI. That's awesome. Yes. Uh, that I is am, super cool. I am pumped for this and I hope it makes it in time. We've got some really cool DFHB swag out there that you should definitely go check out. Um, also, uh, in the last podcast with Tony Spark, we talked a lot about the Wednesday lives. We do lives on Monday nights as well. And actually, if you are one of the YouTube members, um, YouTube member exclusive content is recorded on Thursday nights. And once a month, we're doing YouTube member exclusive lives now. So um, there are three different live times in the mix now. A lot of stuff is recorded live. Podcasts are pretty much the only thing that isn't now. So uh, lots of cool stuff out there. Lots of different formats of content that we definitely suggest you go check out and please remember to be a dfhb and not scary mary launch your carts into another person's car in the parking lot no support, scary marys or garys support the dfhb you guys it's, it's a good club to be in you know it's a and you're good automatically club. in it as long as you're not a shit human that's the fun part yeah and you're automatically not in it if you're a shit human that's the fun part <laughs> have a great week have and a, uh, and and do your best to be a DFHB. Do your best to be a, a DFHP, DFB, DFHB. Remember that. Mm.
remember that. Just remember that, like, to be a DFHB. It sounded like there's something coming after remember that. This is, this, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the time when I'm talking, (laughs) words are just kind of coming out of my mouth. And I just kind of hope that another word comes after the word that I'm going to say. So... Sometimes the word the words don't come, and the sentence just ends. <laughs> just ends at the halfway point, and <laughs> that's just that's the that's the apple, and that's <laughs> that's it. Okay, Caden uh, Thunder, you were great today. You're hilarious, um, and uh, I'm I'm glad that everyone has has latched on and and found a, a love for you and appreciated your I, comedy here. I very much appreciate it. I appreciate you guys liking me. That that makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are awesome. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll catch you next time on the Dusty Thunder podcast. Bye. Gary's mom just kicked me on my lawn. I opened up my door and she knocked me on the floor. I didn't even see. She's stomping on my knee. I got kicked by Gary's mom. We might need to record this and make it like an actual thing. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content. And if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.